Hello, welcome to The Ripple, a podcast diving into Clojure programs and libraries. This week, I'm talking about Calva, a Visual Studio Code extension for Clojure with Peter Stromberg, the creator. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So could you start off by telling us what is Calva? Yeah, so Calva is, as you said, it's a Clojure development environment for Visual Studio Code. It supports Clojure Script as well, and it's meant to be there for people who who like uh, Visual Studio Code and get interested in or already like Clojure. My thinking about it is a bit like, it is easy to get the impression if you read on R slash Clojure or something like that, that people ask themselves all the time, which editor should I use for Clojure? But I don't think they, that's not the most common question at all, I think. It is like, how do I use my favorite editor for Clojure? Right. So that's why Calway's there. Nice. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about VS Code? Because it's like surprises to me, you know, you know, new editors don't come along that often. And VS Code, you know, seems to have come out of almost nowhere to be, you know, very popular in, you know, the wider programming community and also in the Clojure community. So, yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about what VS Code is and the extension model there? Yeah, so VS Code came as a surprise to me as well. I think I discovered it almost at the same time as I discovered Clojure. It was like, yeah, I think it was like first Clojure, and then I discovered that was VS Code and got hooked. And so it is like the next Sublime or Atom or... Yeah. So it's it's based on Electron and and uh, I don't know really why Microsoft decided to do that. They saw something that the space really needed that. Uh, and you wouldn't think that because Adam was there and it, it's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And when you talk about, uh, yeah, Adam and VS Code, like they sound like they're basically the, the exact same thing, like, you know, an Electron-based text editor with extensions. So yeah, why, why make a second one? Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know about the, what Microsoft's reasoning for what that was, but it's hard to say what's what I like so much better with with the, with the VS Code compared to Atom, but there is something with it. It's, it's very consistent. As a developer and using it to write extension, it's sometimes frustrating that the APIs are not as open as they are on, on Atom, because on Atom you can do almost anything. But uh, on VS Code, you really have to stick to, to the VS Code model. And, but that creates a very predictable environment for the users. So I think that's a really good decision of Microsoft to do that. And the extension model, there is a very strict and very defined API and very well-documented API. So the extensions, they all like hook in to all the features of the editor. So I, th- I think it's it's a bit like... Uh, language server protocol yeah uh, so it's very much from that perspective if you look at how do you write extensions for for VS Code, you can you can write them as lsp fully but you can also like do it one i don't know one level up or uh, whatever uh, but using the same extension points when, when you're doing it so it's very it's very easy to add functionality to VS Code using the extension uh, model they have there but the one drawback is that you can't as a user extend it it is like javascript running in there and you would expect like as, as a user you can just add a script or something like that but you can't so that's very different from how it is on emacs or stuff like that where you can just like inject uh, 
scripts in, into it, but you can't. So you need to do it via the extensions. Right. You have to package the extensions and, and publish it. Gotcha. So what's the architecture of Calva then? How's Calva? Yeah, what are the parts that make Calva up? Yeah, so I, I wouldn't call it architecture really. It's um, <laughs> it's a bit of a Frankenstein's monster uh, in, a, in a way because it, uh, it's like picked together from many different pieces. So it's, it started out with me seeing that the most useful extension that was there when I was starting to use VS Code and Closure Script uh, was called uh, Visual Closure, but it was unmaintained. So it started, stopped working and no PRs were being pulled or stuff like that. So then I took it over in a way. I made created a new extension based on that one. Yeah. It was like I had this like REPL and REPL client and some of the most important use cases covered. So you could like navigate to functions and you could evaluate code through the unrepl connection. So I, it started with me like building up on, on that. And then I started at some point to focus on, on the formatting end of, of stuff. So then, so then I, I wrote a formatter and I published that as an, as an extension of its own. Yep. Um, then I took care of the par edit extension as well. And I had that like published as an extension of its own. But as time as then I have decided to like pull it all in into one extension. Right. So it's a bit like some of it is written in, in TypeScript and some of it is, is uh, written in ClojureScript. And, and I use uh, Shadow JS to, to pull it all uh, together. And lately we have like been able to clean some of it up and maybe it starts to look like an architecture somewhere, but we will come there, I'm sure. So a lot of it uh, is like, I know how to do it and... And I can help people to contribute at some different point. But I, I notice when I do that, that, okay, this, this could actually be kept together much more tightly. Uh, so Kevin Stien mm-hmm. is a member of the, the Calva team, as we call it. He and I have been, has been looking at it. And I, we think we see how we could like structure the code. So it is easier to see uh, where things fit together and where I can like put in some contribution what will happen but today i wouldn't i wouldn't really see say call it architecture it's it's a mess <laughs> it's, no it's not a mess but it's a it's a bit stitched together from many different pieces as i say and if someone wanted to contribute to calva are there sort of is it easy to to get going with it like you need to know some javascript or closure script and understand calva's the vs code extension models that it sounds like it's all pretty well lit path. Yeah. So I think it depends on what you want to do, but it's VS Code makes it really easy. And we have like set up the uh, the development workflow so that it should be really easy to get started. You just fork the, the Calva repository and clone that. And then you uh, start up VS Code, open up the repository, and then you just start one build task. And then it will build the, the extension every time you change the code. So it's like if you're fixing some something small, then I don't know. It's it's a like appendix index uh-huh. somewhere. Some someone call it. It's really really fast. If you want to fix that thing, I mean you're you just five minutes from it if you have VS Code 
and closure on your computer. It's really, that's really fast. So then the obstacle more comes like, as you said, knowing something about the extension model and the VS Code API and, and stuff like that. But it depends if you want to add a feature, totally new feature, then you need to know a lot about that. But if, if you just want to like adapt something, then very often you just do it. You don't need to really figure it all that much out, I would say. So, but, but it depends also if, if you're working with a, with a formatter in, in Calva, then you need to know ClojureScript because that's written in ClojureScript. And if you want to do something with a grammar, the syntax highlighter, then you need to know about this TM language thing because that's how that is built. So it's, it, it depends really on where you're putting in your efforts. Quite a while ago, I decided to move uh, the code base, most of the code base from JavaScript to TypeScript. And you get a lot of help from the typing functionality in TypeScript. So more and more of it, uh, of the code has like been added, uh, amended with, uh, with the types. So then, you know, the VS Code editor itself starts to really like help you when you work with, with the code. Yeah, I've used VS Code with TypeScript and yeah, and JavaScript, and it's pretty excellent for both of those, especially TypeScript. Yeah, it's pretty excellent. But yeah, I mean, it gets like the next level of excellent when you do it with TypeScript because yeah, because yeah, the, 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 it's um, it really helps. With it. So, so I would say like it's really really easy if you want to like just try it out, see if you can change something in Calva. That's really really quick to do. So, I don't think that there are many like environments like that, that, that is that easy to do it. But then, of course, if it's something involved, then you need to learn a lot of frameworks and stuff like that, of course. There's a really well, really good document here of how to contribute to Carver, so I'll put that in the show notes so people can, can see that. I, I really like it. Yeah. yeah. We have put a bit of effort into that one, uh, actually, and we have changed it a bit because also if you feel like try to document a thing like that, then you also see where you should actually fix fix it. Yeah. Because if, if you document to see if this is really complex, then then, <laughs> then 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 you get okay, so I can fix that by and then then I get away complexity from the documentation. And and lately uh, we have the help from another guy called uh, Christian Fasse, who has like put in I think two or three things to make this document and he hasn't worked with the document. He has worked with the actual build process. But he, he you know, allowed me to like slash a lot of, of that document. So it's, he, he, he made it really streamlined. And so that's uh, really cool. Yeah, that's great. So Calva is you know, much newer than, you know, I think, pretty much all of the other main you know, popular closure editing environments. So where is it with sort of feature parity with you know, like Ripple integration and other refactoring and those kinds of things that you, you want in, a, in an editor or IDE? Yeah, so I think if you compare it to like Cursive or Cider, then I, mean, a, I would say it's a pretty huge gap to cover uh, there because they have refactoring in place. Uh, Calva doesn't have that. And they have debugger. Uh, so you have good debugging help in, in both of those environments. So. I would say that's that's where the main main things that uh, that Calva doesn't yet provide you with. But when it comes to like the REPL integration, I don't know what you would be lacking. I've been like focusing a bit on like 
getting the right features in and do it like so they they are in and they are done in the right way so it's supporting closure best practices if if, if i use that term yeah so i don't think i mean if you look at cider's palette of uh of REPL commands, it's probably a lot uh, more there than, than in, in Calvas. But if, if you look at what people actually use, then I think it's very covered. Right. So, so the workflow of most closure developers, uh, I would say, is, is covered. But, but then that, that comes there, that use case when, when, you, when you need a debugger, then we don't provide that yet. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, capable of, you know, a professional closure developer using it for all of their, all of their work. That, uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. And that's a definite goal with Calva. The first goal is to be have a closure environment where people are looking for it. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are looking for it in VS Code. So we want to have it there. So that's the first like thing. But the next thing is like we want it to be uh, productive and enjoyable. So you want to stick with it. Right. And I, I mean, I think it's... I have lots of users tell me that's uh, that's where I certainly myself enjoy working with it. So feature, it's not really competing with uh, Cursive and uh, Insider and stuff like that because, as I said, I don't think that actually people are asking themselves really so much which editor should I use. Rather, how can I get good support where I am? So great, we're trying to like improve that all the time. Yeah, and Insider uh, VS Code has gotten really popular in in the most recent closure survey it was in fourth place behind emacs intellij and vim yeah um, at six and a half percent in 2018 it wasn't even on the list of questions to be asked but you know a lot of people wrote in in the free text form to write yeah i saw that yeah i saw that it's <laughs> good so it's definitely you know where where people are you know coming from and and so yeah i think it's great to have have an option for for people who already use vs code yeah, so I think that many like VS Code users looking for they, they will find Calva, but they will also find some other closure extensions that that, uh, that they might try. Mm-hmm. I think it's obvious that Calva is um, is maintained and very active, right? And uh, so I think it seems like people really appreciate that aspect of it. So there's someone there answering questions. There's someone there fixing issues, providing so. I think that's 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 one of the main things with this project. It's like it's uh, it's it's maintained. There's someone there caring for it. Yeah, and Closure Warrior is another it's sort of an extension on top of Calva. Is that is that is that right? Uh, no, it's not on top of Calva. Really, it's bundled together with with Calva because it's it uh, covers a very important uh, aspect of. Uh, of editing closure as I see it. So it provides you with uh, rainbow uh, parents and and a very good um, bracket matching. Right. This code's bracket matching is, is really strange. So it's really confusing when you're using it with a uh, Lisp. So uh, uh, Tonsky has fixed that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also this summer, I added two Closure Warrior highlighting of uh, comments. So... Uh, like the comment form mm-hmm. uh, and the ignore form. So they have special highlighting. So you can uh, either dim uh, ignore form so you can you can actually style it however you like, but it's like, so you have this entry point uh, in your settings. So you can say, I, I want 
ignore phones to be dimmed or whatever. The only thing that today we bundle with with Calva, because if, if you have VS Code and you want to use Clojure, I want it to be like you install Calva and then you go. So you don't need to. It should be like same defaults, good configuration from the start. And the things you need are there. But Calva didn't have this rainbow parents and this matching. So then we bundle Closure Warrior. But I actually spoke to Nikita today about it. And he has stopped uh, maintaining it. Or not stopped maintaining, but he's, he's not using Beast Code himself anymore. So we're actually going to bring in Closure Warrior into the Calva project. Great. So then, yeah. One more piece to add to the... the... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, that's really clean and, and nice code. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so can you talk a little bit about the language server protocol and sort of, you know, Calva? I don't think it uses it, does it? No, it, it doesn't uh, use the language server protocol. Uh, Kevin uh, Stian, uh, a member of the, the, the project, uh, so he, he made a, like a spike uh, using the language server protocol for closure. That's, I don't remember, Snowy, mm-hmm. yep. uh, I think is his name, who published it. And it was like, it was really, really thin, thin uh, integration that Kevin did. And then uh, like uh, had a lot of, closure um, ID power just from from this uh, LSP so uh, but that's it's like static analyzing yep so you don't need a REPL and uh, mm. that to get lots of the support uh, while editing a closure so we're we're looking at how to leverage that we're lo- doing it together with the orchard people great to see if there's a, some way that the orchard can like surface this uh, uh, functionality. So we're not really clear how it should be done, but we think it should be done at that level. So then uh, once we have then that, then Calva's integration of that will be really, really small. But for some other editor that don't support LSP there, it will be much more of work for integrating it. Yeah. Then you will see like static analysis come to several of the orchard-powered environments, I would say. Great. So far, we're only like scratch on it to see, okay, we should do that. But then then when we're doing it, it's it's not a matter, but it seems like the right thing to do. And could you explain to people what the language server protocol is if they haven't come across that before? Yeah, maybe I'm the wrong person to... Um, to me, it's like it has all these um, hooks into the editor. So let's say you're, you want to implement a feature like um, peak at a definition or something like that. So, so then in, if you're doing it without the language server protocol, then you will need to like make the integration hook in your extension and you will have to get that one to use some method, maybe it's static, maybe it's the end REPL connection, something else to query the code about this symbol and then assemble the, the result and show it to the user in some nice way. But if you're using the language server protocol, if you have the language server protocol server for your um, particular editor or for your particular language, I mean, then the language server protocol supporting editor only needs to like enable it. Right. And then all this comes to the editor. 
So as I said, Kevin's uh, integration was like super, super small. It was like 20 lines of code. And then <laughs> lots of uh, uh, all, all of that functionality just poured in. So it, it's really powerful. And then you can like put the effort into the actual language server protocol server, which I think is some of the, what the Orchard also provides today. So a lot of the efforts can be put into NREPL and the NREPL middleware and it automatically like enriches all uh, the editors using it. So the language server protocol is very much like that. It's I think of the LSP uh, very much like and REPL is something like that. It's not the same protocol, but it's very much uh, in the same. So if, if it's very similar to N REPL. So mm. if you're familiar with N REPL and you hear about the language server protocols, okay, so that's that's about the same kind of thing. Right. And you mentioned the Orchard a couple of times. Can you talk about what, what that is? Yeah, so the Orchard is um, the, the cider orchard, I think. So it's uh, it's uh, the, uh, the way that the cider project has put much of what powers it into one project. So cider is, is a bit of a wrapper around the Orchard. And Calva is like a wrapper around the Orchard. And to some extent, I think Cursive is as well. Uh, even the cursive brings in lots of other stuff as well. But uh, so it's a community effort uh, by run by Wotsidar uh, Batsov mm-hmm. to like pool lots of this closure, whatever the editors want to provide in terms of supporting a closure development environment. The Orchard often provides it. So and we can just use it. That came to me a bit recently how important the orchard is here and also i can see look back at some of the things that we have added to calva we have added like inside vs code and the extension code instead of adding it inside some nrepl middleware and to the orchard because then it would have like enriched other editors as well and we would have like more people interested in contributing to that particular functionality. So I'm trying to bring in this uh, orchard first uh, mentality. So like if we're looking at some piece of functionality that the orchard either has it or hasn't, then we need to ask ourselves, should we add it to the orchard uh, first and then like integrate it into Calva. Great. So that's what the orchard is for me. It's the power in in what Calva runs on. So are there any particularly tricky parts of Calva that, that you want to talk about? Yeah, um, if you mentioned that, I, I just remember when I started with Calva, because it was like I had discovered ClojureScript and I had discovered VS Code, and I knew uh, I want to use VS Code for it. So then I created Calva to be able to do that and published it. And uh, it pretty quickly... And got in uh, like the interest from from the community, and people started using it and stuff like that. And I wasn't like I was really ready for that. I, I wasn't. I didn't really know what I was doing, so I knew didn't know almost a thing about closure and or anything like that. So it was a tough time for me to get like catch up with what I needed to know in in order to uh, maintain this thing. So that was one like hurdle for me to get past. But then there has been some other like bumps in the road we have like this spring it was pretty awful f- because we have this uh, 
lots of functionality that has had been added uh, uh, by a contributor uh, to uh, to the project. And it was like, lots of it was like awesome, really, really good stuff. But then he like just left right. <laughs> the project. And I've just like struggled with like getting it, piecing it together and getting it like release ready. And that took me a long time. It was like, I'm not going to pull through, but I got some help with from Eric Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> with like getting like the perspective on it, like you need so. So he helped me actually getting the right picture of the situation. And then it was like actually pretty close to release. And then I could release it and take care of some of the, the aftermath. And, and right now it's pretty like smooth. During this funding period, we have focused on, on getting Calva at a healthy state. So it's, it, we, we're like focusing on how can we make this a really healthy open source project. So we have focused on making, uh, putting in on, on um, CircleCI and streamlining the, uh, the release process and, and how we pull in contributions and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's um, right now it's, it feels really manageable. And it's partly because of, of this effort, but it's also partly because Kevin Stian has joined and uh, just a f- the day before yesterday, uh, Christian Fasse joined as well. So now we're like a team of three and um, we know how to work this. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's been, it's been um, at times a, a bumpy ride, but I think we're like getting it to this healthy state where we, we can make it a smooth experience to use, use it and make it a smooth experience to contribute to it and step-by-step step improve the product. Nice. And if someone's new to Calva projects, you know, and they looking for some help, you've it looks like you've got a Slack channel where people can talk about it and ask for help and you know get shepherded through the process. Yeah, depending because uh, we have like a Slack channel for Calva and and it's meant for both like contributors and and users. So it's a preferred way to ask for help or offer help. I would say it's quite active and uh, uh, lots of people use that just to like again, get quick answers or, or discuss something uh, before they like file an issue. Maybe we can have a chat about it. So uh, it's, um, I would say like the, the, this, this Slack, uh, the closure in Slack is really, I mean, an awesome uh, community environment. If I'm there, I, I can help Calva users. I can get help. With Shadow JDAS, if I like, or with something else. With uh, so it's um, it's um, it's where I hang a lot, and that and that makes it also like easy to reach me if you want uh, help with Calvin. And this is just not me; it's the users of Calvin help each other in that channel as well. Great. So the other thing which has been going on in the last few months has been closures together funding. We were quite excited to be able to fund Calva to work more on. You know, improving it because it's such a popular tool and used by lots of people and lots of closures together members mentioned VS Code specifically. So yeah, what kind of stuff have you been working on recently as part of that funding? 
Yeah, so some of it I've mentioned, right? It has been like focus on, on uh, a bit on the development process to get it uh, as streamlined as, as we can. And so some, much of that has been like writing the documents, like, so yeah. this is how, how you do it. And the document you mentioned has been like worked on a lot. Also making sure that, so that the main documentation site for Carolwise is the, the GitHub wiki. Uh, for the project, so we put efforts into making sure that you know, people find uh, uh, the information they need uh, at the at the wiki. Great. But there has also been like the most common problem uh, you had. I, I think it's 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 actually the same with uh, with cider and cursive. If I judge from the questions that sometimes come there, it's like. How do I connect uh, my <laughs> closure product to the editor? Uh-huh. And Calabos like only had this like okay, you need to start the REPL yourself and make sure it has all the dependencies, and then you use Calabot to connect uh, to it. And then what would happen was like okay, so they could evaluate code, but some of the features just didn't seem to be there because Calabos a bit bad to at like giving feedback that okay so uh, it's the wrong end rebel version or whatever it was uh, was was the problem so uh we looked at how cider does this and cider has this jacking feature and what what that does is like it analyzes your product in 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 a way and then it's it asks you a few questions you need to know about your product but you don't need to know about all the dependencies stuff like that. And then it asks you a few questions and then it starts the project for you and connects the editor and it's a very different experience and much more safe way. It's, it's not much can go wrong if you do it like that. So we added that to Calva during the spring. And uh, when we entered this uh, funding project, we had like just had some efforts in improving this a bit more. And then when the funding period started, we like had this opportunity to really, really focus on it. So I say like today, Calva is the most streamlined jack-in of all, of all the, the uh, editors, I think. So it's, you, can, you can like configure it if you like. So it just, you just, just kind of connect to my product and it connects. It doesn't ask, ask you anything. And your product can actually be of pretty different kinds. You can have like a lining in product that's uses shadow CLJS or you can have some special uh, CLJS REPL or whatever. So most of that is like configurable using what we call a Calvas connect sequences. So I th- think that's the most important addition to Calva. And you can see it immediately in the kind of support we give to users that, you know, lots of those questions of how do I connect and why doesn't this work? Uh, some of that, they are gone. Uh, so. That's, that's that's really in terms of like keeping a product maintainable then you need to like focus on when when you have like a category of question coming at you and you so we focus on that category of questions and I could like almost like get it away from the table <laughs> yeah that's that's really nice so that's the main thing I think that we've been able to add right and we keep like improving on it uh, now so there was some like issues with the first release of it because okay, so we hadn't thought about that kind of project and stuff like that. But then we got the feedback and we can fix it. So it's uh, 
it, it will continue to be an important part of what we do is to make that make sure that all projects can use it uh, as that on ClojureWorks. Uh, some they, when we release this, that's so can you test this? Can you tell me if your product doesn't work uh, with Calva? And we got some good feedback there, both on ClojureWorks, but also uh, in the Slack channel and, and like offline. So been able to uh, improve on it. Nice. And I think that sort of is the, you know, the VS code ethos of accessibility. Like I think that that shows through in, in, in the, the Calva connection experience. Like there's sort of like a nice editor and it asks you questions as you go. You don't need to sort of know a bunch of stuff or write a bunch of config in a file to start. Yeah. So in many teams, there are like people using VS code, some people using Emacs, some people using cursive or proto REPL or mm-hmm. whatever. So you have like all these kind of people, they need to like work on the same project and it gets a bit like, so if all of them are like worrying about which dependencies should be there and stuff like that, supporting their editors. So uh, I think that's where this side of Jack in invention is so great because it like actually pulls it out to the editor yeah. to figure it out and then injects it, injects it so the, the product can stay clean from uh, from that. And then, then it's like actually supports people using different editors. So, and then now Calway is a good citizen in that, <laughs> uh, in that community. Great. So there's a few companies in particular which have been big closures to get the sponsors, which we want to thank. Uh, Pitch is building presentation software for individuals and teams. Newbank is the leading financial technology company in Latin America. Juxta is a consulting company that delivers software applications and platforms using Clojure. Medicine is the first Finnish software house specializing in Clojure. Adgoji is a media agency. They've built their real-time bidding platform using Clojure. Funding Circle connects small businesses who want to borrow with investors who want to lend in the US, UK, Germany, and the Netherlands. They use Clojure to build their platform. NextJournal is a tool that improves data-driven research. Their notebooks make results and methods reproducible and foster model-driven debate. I want to say thanks to them and to all of the other Clojure Together member companies and developers who funded your work and the work of many other projects this quarter and for many, you know, this year and last year as well. So thanks to everyone who's contributed to that. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's really cool. And uh, you mentioned Juxt. They really, I mean, I see them everywhere, like contributing to the open source uh, infrastructure and ecosystem as well. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. So are there any other thoughts you've got about Calva that you want to talk to us about? Yeah, so if we look a bit like a forward, uh, going forward with Calva, I think that we will, we will see that, you know, it takes more of a of an opinion when it comes to how you work the best with the REPL. So we're like really, really, or I shouldn't speak to the artist, but I am really, really inspired by Stuart Halloway's take on it. So you do it in the editor and very seldom uh, using the prompt. Right. So today you can see in Calvite test like taking a bit of a different approach. It's like the prompt is very much in your face and it's like encouraging the usage of the REPL prompt. So I, I want to change that. So I'm, we're like some of the things that we have been adding lately is like improving the evaluation and the help you get inside the editor from the REPL. And then we would probably you will probably see less more of of the REPL window and more of it in the in the editor. So that's one really one uh, thing uh, that I I think we'll see change. 
in, in Calvary going forward. Great. I, I don't know if you agree with me, but it's uh, no. Yeah, I think that's that sounds sounds great. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's definitely. I know it's a lot harder to put stuff in line in the editor rather than in a separate window. Yeah, so maybe that's one of the reasons that why that happens. Like it's like easier. It's an easy way to solve it. It's like to okay, you can do it at REPL prompt, but if you have something as powerful as Emacs or or VS Code, then it's actually quite easy to like make the editor like work differently. So yeah, I think we we shouldn't be lazy there. We should like really make it so that it's pleasant to use the the editor to reach yeah, your REPL. Nice. So that's uh, definitely going to happen. Great. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that and seeing what else you and the rest of the Calva team come up with. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate all the work that you've done in the past and you know, what you're doing now. It's it's a great tool to have in the Clojure ecosystem to be able to, especially for people who are new to Clojure and are coming who you know, may not be using IntelliJ or Cursive or these other editors that are like more traditional closure editors, but this is great to have this as something that meets people where they are. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, have have a great day and thanks very much. Uh, you too. Thanks for letting me be here.